0: In Napoli, love is king, when boy meets girl, is Ciao a tutti, è lo spettacolo Sale e Rich. Oggi parliamo del viaggio di Salvatore in Italia. Wait a minute, Sal is back. We're all speaking English again. Ah, listen to the
1: beautiful sound of Dean Martin. It's the Sal and Rich Show. Today we talk about Sal's trip to the old country, Italy. We will also find out if Joe Tercy is correct. Does the pizza that Joe said looks like boardwalk pizza? Does it really taste like boardwalk pizza? Take it away, gentlemen. Buongiorno! Ciao! that might have been the funniest comment the entire time (laughs) boardwalk pizza (laughs) leave it to joe right okay joe here's the answer no way was it boardwalk pizza it it was really good it was really really good pizza i I ate so much freaking pizza in italy good lord it was a blast though we had a good time i um i tend to believe joe i think it was boardwalk
2: (laughs) pizza I don't think you left the goddamn country. Myself. I was in
1: Wildwood. <laughs> I think you went to
2: Ocean City or Seaside or somewhere. <laughs> I was really in Wildwood. I was with Bruno Catcher. I just Katterbro. had pizza. I'm going to Italy.
1: Exactly. Yeah, well, welcome back. Yep. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. Sounds um, like you had a great trip. We did. We, had, um, we, we, we did one of these tours with a company called Globus. And really funny, I think people were following it on Facebook. Tom Fargnoli was there at the same time. He was about three days ahead of us. He was with Pirelli, I think it is, or Peroni, something like that, Um, tours. We had about 30 people with our group and uh, we started off, flew into Rome and went from Rome to Naples, did Pompeii. And then from there, Sorrento, Amalfi, uh, the Isle of Capri and the town of Capri itself and then uh down to reggio i'm sorry we went to Bari, which is on the adriatic sea <clears throat> and then to lecce which is at the heel of the boot also on the uh on the on the sea and then we drove across the uh, foot into reggio calabria where my father was born stayed, stayed there for a couple of days and then uh we went to sicily took the ferry across and uh, went to a town called termino which was on the water also <clears throat> spent a couple of days spent three days there, and then uh crossed the Sicily to the northern part where um uh, we went to Palermo, which was the capital so yeah, a lot happened in um, two weeks Photo i mean ranger. it was they were they were i'm glad they turned out because <clears throat> a lot of times you're on the run and you're trying to take a good picture and uh you do the best you can i'm i'm no uh, adam Ansel, but uh I'm glad they turned out pretty good so but we had a good time. Uh, good to be back in no, America. Great. Uh, we got some really interesting, uh, quirky things that happened. So I want to preface this by saying fabulous tour. Great time. But okay. uh, there were some funny things that happened. So uh, just, we'll get uh, into those. I know you got a couple of questions. Yourself that. Words, <laughs> keep on telling yourself that. <laughs> fabulous tour. Fabulous, fabulous. So how was the airplane ride over Oh geez. Well, tell me all about the airline. Oh my god, the airports <clears throat> as everybody knows who's traveled recently. It's it is it's horrible. It really is. Um, so we flew out of Charlotte to Chicago, and that was okay. No problems. Two hour wait, and then we were from um Chicago to Rome. <clears throat> Actually going there wasn't bad. Um, however, uh the seats are as as you can all imagine, we're on a uh what was called a 737-800 so it's equivalent to a big 777 but you would not know that this was a huge plane i mean yours cramped in there i don't know how the stewardesses or flight attendants were able to get things down the aisle they've compressed the carts now they're like (laughs) they're like a shoebox wide i swear to god and they're stacked you know really high so they can squeeze down the aisles it is not fun to fly anymore and then on the way back, we got quote, we paid yeah. extra for seats that are a little bit bigger because my brother-in-law is six, five. So like his knees are like up on, up against his chin. And, um, and he's, you know, he's trying to get comfortable, but on the way back, it was a little bit more room, but not that much more. So you have to go to first class what, or what business uh, class, what airline? um, it what was airline? American, but tied with British airways. Be, um, so, you know, how I don't know how they work these things, but, um, we checked in at American, but it was British Airways on the ticket. So kind of weird. Um, and then, okay, it's Coach been Jeremy, about, I guess, yeah. it's been about five years since we traveled to Europe. And the last time we went, we were on Lufthansa, we went to Poland and it was like being in first class. I mean, it was just constantly stuff being served, you know, asking if you need water, on American, it was like they shut the food down, which was shitty. And then you never saw anybody. You know, if you wanted water, you had to get up and get it yourself, you know? So, yeah, it's a totally different experience post-COVID. Yeah. Crazy. So you landed in Rome? We landed in Rome. And, um Excuse me. Um, got a cold in the last three days of the trip. That was Rome. <clears throat> Rome, I was there before as part of the Paul VI, um trip that we did in 1970. And I wasn't impressed with Rome. It reminded me of New York with Italian signs. The sites themselves, Colosseum, the Vatican, all that was great. But this time, Rome, graffiti everywhere. I mean, I couldn't believe the amount of graffiti on nice buildings and stuff. Same thing in Palermo. We saw the same thing. And Palermo was worse than Rome. We'll get to that later. But yeah, I wasn't impressed with Rome. But we did, um, we did have a really cool tour of the Pope's summer vacation place called Castello de Gandolfo. Castello
2: de or something?
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, now, never has this been open before to the public. Apparently, Pope Francis doesn't like going there. So he decided that, <clears throat> why don't we um, open it up and let the public come in? So, uh, I've got a couple of, let me share the screen here. Um, uh, took a couple of pictures, uh, of this part of the tour, which was really, this is the Pope's bedroom. Hopefully you can see it. Let me go back. Uh, I'll make it a little bit bigger. There you go. <clears throat> Believe it or not, this is the Pope's bedroom. That's the um, Pope's bedroom? Yeah. In, in the summer Who plays this there's off? There's no TV. There's no ESPN. Um, so we're on this tour no and
2: no no alexa or anything
1: no alexa yeah none of that yeah it's really very spartan i guess is the best way to describe it and um <clears throat> so we got about 30 people with us and about 8 of these are asians and they're they're a hoot they don't hold back on anything the first <laughs> we're walking past this bedroom and one of the guys shouts out where does the pope go to the bathroom <laughs> like are you kidding me? Is that the only thing you're worried about? In my mind I'm going, Holy shit, you know, and then literally I was like, Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> but it was just Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> I was like, Are you really saying that? Everybody turned and looked at these these this guy was from, from Singapore. I was like, uh, okay, there's a lot more here to see than than that. But anyway, and then the lady was very nice. She said, It's behind two double doors and that's where the Pope goes. So I was like, Okay. Um the other um the other thing was i've got a picture of it uh let me go back to this file is
2: it, is it a big big house or huge
1: yeah and um uh, it... it's it's very big uh and it's broken up into part of it is a museum um and um and then part of it is is a living area uh, we walked by his office um we also i have a picture of. Um, The outside, if I can pull the damn thing up here. Hold on. Uh where the hell is it?
2: Oh, and by the way, for you folks who are not looking at this on YouTube, it's a friggin' bed. (laughs) That's
1: all. (laughs) Yeah. It's a friggin' bed. There it is. There we go. Let's go to the next one. Um oh, I wanted to show this because this is pretty cool. We're walking down the hallway. And there are portraits of previous popes. And um there's John the twenty third before Paul the So this is Paul the Not a great shot because I couldn't get the right angle. You can see the reflection of the of the window. But <clears throat> these were made for the popes and they commissioned it. And uh so I took that picture. I thought that was pretty cool. Um <clears throat> and then there's um one more. Oh, this is the Pope Mobile. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. This is the mobile that was used after John Paul II was shot at. Um, and they obviously reinforced it and all that. Jesus. Yeah. This was in the, uh, the courtyard. Uh, and he had, and they also had like four or yeah, five other, uh, Mercedes that were used it looks by. like
2: something they moved prisoners around
1: on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. It's, it's an ugly machine, but you know, I guess it serves its purpose. Um, mm-hmm and this is the garden uh so there is this is literally one piece of the garden uh where the pope strolls around uh obviously previous popes not pope francis but it's absolutely gorgeous there's about uh <clears throat> 15 gardeners that work there to keep it up and there's um there's facilities for them to, to live in the in the um, summer residence and then there's about, uh, another 15, 20 people that take care of the house. Um, so it's, it's, you know, a nice sized crew of 30 people or so. So that was
2: Rome. There's people still there taking care of the house.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. And he um, doesn't live there. Hmm. Yeah. The first thing that I think crosses your mind is like, how much money are we spending or is, or is the church spending to, yeah, you know, exactly. keep this thing going. Um, Rich, you're, you're not showing up on the screen. You want to move over a little bit? There you go. You were kind of off-camera off, off camera there. All your fans are going to be <laughs> upset. Yes. I'm sure. <laughs> um, I'm sure. So then from Rome, we went on to uh, you know a bunch of other places. But one of the things I wanted to <clears throat> cover is we found uh, a certain amount of rudeness amongst the um, – some of the waiters in Italy, the the Italians don't have a lot of a pa- lot of patience. So uh, we sat after we went to the the um, summer residence. We went out for uh, you know a glass of wine late in the afternoon, and my brother-in-law likes to drink beer, and so <laughs> the waiter comes over, and he's looking at the menu and he says, um, "What size is the beer?" And the guy gave him a look like he asked, you know. <laughs> where's the moon and how big is the moon i mean he looked at him and he said he turns around and he's like looking at, to find an example of somebody's he's over there that guy see the beer that's a that's a grande and my brother was okay thank you so the guy comes over he brings us our drinks of wine and then as he's coming over and he's putting these down i said my sister asked him can you split the bill you know two and two no 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 can do they can't split the bill you can divide by two <laughs> i'm like really so Finally, this guy must've been the end of his shift and he strolls off and another guy comes over and, um, and he's closing out with us. And I said, uh, Mr. Grumpy there, you know, said he couldn't split the bill and he rolled his eyes. He said, yeah, he's not having a good day. So I said, can you split the bill? And he did. We ran into that kind of thing a couple of times where I think they get tired of tourists, you know, obviously we're the uh, ugly Americans, so they get tired of, uh, of, of, of having everybody there, even though we're boosting their economy. Uh, they look at us, um, you know, in a strange way, I guess. But, um, that was,
2: they um, get, they get tired of tourists.
1: Yes. Yeah, I know. What <laughs> I, city You can see this? it. In, that was Rome. Or? Yeah. That's outside of, uh, outside of Rome. Rome. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Okay, but but the other parts of mm-hmm. of, the, uh, uh, yeah, of the city of the country, people were were friendly. The other thing that we noticed, and Patty, poor Patty, because she's short, everywhere we walked on the streets, everybody's bumping into you. It's tight, you know. And so, um, poor Patty got bumped so many times. I finally had a. I said, "Well, you stay on the left, so I can you know take the bumps." Uh, nobody says excuse me, you know. They just keep marching on. Um, so you had to get used to that too in America. You know, If you bump somebody, you say, Hey, I'm sorry, you know, but not
2: in Italy. And by the way, the past 10 minutes have been brought to you by the Rome tourist industry. <laughs> Come and visit Rome, <laughs> get
1: yelled at, mangia, get mangia. run over on the streets. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the next thing I want to show you pictures of so we go to Pompeii, okay? So that's in uh outside of Naples. Um, have you ever been there, Rich? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's it's interesting. No, I have was not. there.
2: I, farthest I've been was uh, uh, Castafranci down there. Okay, somewhere um, near Naples.
1: All right. So you weren't that far from it. Um, when yeah. I did the Paul Six trip, we, we toured Pompeii. So that was over fifty years ago, and they've only uncovered like about I don't know, not even quite half of it. So they're still working. There's a whole bunch of archaeological stuff that's going on. We had this great tour guide and, um, you know, she takes you through and points out how they, um, you know, t- captured the dead bodies there. You, you think you see these plaster bodies. Well, then what they did is they, they find out that the bodies are here. They use an echogram, I guess, of some sort. And then what they do is they fill that hole with plaster and the plaster goes around the, the skeleton and that's how they exhume it. So you get a, get an idea of that. This is, was a body. um, <clears throat> And I didn't, I didn't realize that. I thought what we see there is the result of, you know, lava and ashes covering a body, and that's not the case. Um, So we're in Pompeii. What is that? uh, I'm about to tell you what that is. What is is. that? (laughs) This is in Pompeii, on the ground. It's a direction. It's pointing to the red light district. Okay. (laughs) Whoa. Yes. So. Um, I think it goes this okay. way. And then up on the wall you can see another penis pointing towards the red light district. And that's how you that's how they told folks, you know, through the city, you know, this is where the, the, the prostitutes are. So um <laughs> there is this is this is where the this is the red light district, this is where the prostitutes had sex and this is the bed. And <laughs> I'm like these people need my pillow and, and sort of mattress. I mean, this is, this is the way they did it back then. Isn't that crazy? So is, is that a, a like a rock base right there? Yeah. Yeah. It was because I asked the, I asked the, the oh, tour guy. A petrified sort of mattress. Yeah. She said, no, it's just, they had sex on, on rocks and the pillow was, was made out of it. It's not petrified or anything. It's not a result of being covered with ash so i was like this is insane doesn't look very comfortable um so my idea as soon as i saw the as soon as i saw the penises on the you know the wall uh, on the floor and on the wall i was thinking to myself when i get home i'm gonna turn on uh, some marvin gay let's get it on and i'm gonna put a holograph of the penis on the floor to the bedroom so patty knows <laughs> that i'm in the mood <laughs> you think that'll work <laughs> Hey, it is not going to work. It's not going to work. Oh shit. I thought that would work, you know. Hey,
2: honey. No, unless you unless the person who walks in there
1: is 22 years old
2: <laughs> and stupid.
1: And stupid, right. <laughs> exactly. So that was um that was So I want to know about the ladies making the pasta. Oh yeah. Yeah, so um, let me see if I can get back to that. Hold on for a second. Um, oh, there's the pope's bedroom. There's the penises. There we go. So this is really cool. Um, If I remember correctly, we are in... um, I think it's outside of Naples. And this is a lady... Actually, the same lady was on the Stanley Tucci episode uh, about about, uh, Naples. And uh, you're walking down this really narrow road. uh, Actually, it's an alleyway. And <clears throat> these women are outside and they're making pasta. And what this lady is making right here is orecchietta. So it's kind of like a looks like an ear. And they're just whipping them out one by one, one by one, boom, boom, boom. And just never stop. Well, here's, here's the other funny story. Remember our, our Asian friends. <clears throat> they're up close on the other side. And one of them decides to pick up one of the pieces of pasta. Well, man, this lady freaked out. She started yelling at them in Italian and our, um, our guide said, that's forbidden. You can't touch the food. (laughs) Leave it alone. I was like, I have no sense of decorum at all. And this lady, I swear to God, she was going to take their head off. She was really pissed because now she had to throw a couple of pieces out. uh, uh, Do they sell the pasta? Yeah. Yep. She had it all wrapped up. You can see it back. Yeah. And they do sell it. And we actually got some, uh, we brought some home, um, and i mean it's as fresh as can be it's unbelievable hmm. so those are the those are the ladies um the ladies from uh, naples um if you get a chance watch the stanley tucci episode uh where he goes to the various regions in italy it's really really well done and um so to my other my other photo while we're doing this i'll go back um, Oh, here we go so we go to um, Palermo, and we're in this palace. Um, <clears throat> and this gentleman is a prince. And this home has been in the family for, I don't know, 15 generations, going back to the 1500s. <clears throat> but they've, I mean, he didn't say this, but it's clear, they've fallen on hard times. So they make some extra cash, they have tours. And this room here that you see, is uh where stanley tucci came with his crew and filmed an episode and they presented all kinds of sicilian food and um the reason i have the the gentleman standing next well by the way they named this now the stanley tucci room because uh because of how famous it has become but um this guy that i'm standing next to is the is the server and um The prince said he's more popular than me because of Stanley Tucci, because he was in a lot of scenes serving food and sitting next to Stanley. So I thought, oh, let me get a picture of this guy. I I don't remember his name. So So, so this is a big palace, big palace that's seen uh, better days. Yeah, it's it's quite frankly, um, it's pretty run down. Uh, It's not in the best of shape, but his mother is still alive. She's 91 years old. We didn't see her. And uh Patty said to me, I said maybe when he uh when he when she passes they might he might sell this because it's it, it's everything's so expensive in Italy to take care of things. And you can see some of these places are, are pretty run down. So um it'd be interesting to see what, what happens after the mother passes away. <clears throat> so that was uh that was in Palermo and then the uh the little sewer thing that you saw. Where the hell is that? I had to take this picture because This was all over palermo palermo was a big disappointment more graffiti than rome on all the walls and shit like this on the in the sewers and in the streets filthy absolutely filthy when you got to um when you got to the coastline beautiful i have a couple pictures that i didn't include here but absolutely beautiful but the city itself uh in fact tom farknelli and i had a conversation the other day and he said the same thing he said it's kind of sketchy it, it really reminds you of New York and not the, not the good parts of New York. So, um, if you're going to Italy, uh, I wouldn't waste going to Palermo. <clears throat> trying to
2: expand this here. So you had a 12 course dinner someplace, right? a Messeria. <laughs> yeah. Torricello, was it or something? Yeah.
1: Yeah. This, um, uh, that, was, that a... was a winery and, um, it was amazing. It, um, It was really really well done um and the other thing this was the second farm that we went to this was a farm slash winery with the 12 12 plus courses i stopped counting after 12 but um made their own wine made a lot of their food um you may have seen on facebook where uh the the waiter is carrying all these glasses all stacked up i took a picture of that and posted it uh yes 24 glasses he had stacked up uh, so it's a little trick he does. He said, he said, learning that, that whole trick is, um, he lost a lot of glasses along the way, but, um, <clears throat> there was another farm that we went to and I posted this up on Facebook and it was, um, um, a farm in, uh, outside of, um, Naples. And this guy had 14 cows. He had lemons. He was growing grapes <clears throat> and it was all family run. He made his own wine and I had a video up on Facebook and showed how he made the uh, mozzarella, which was unbelievable. It was really, really wow. good. So if you get a chance, go go um, on my Facebook page and you, you'll see it there. Uh, fabulous food. In fact, that was probably the best dinner that we had while we were there uh, out of all the dinners. And that's not, I mean, they were all good, but that one was spectacular. Um, <clears throat> so that was fun. I've drank so much were, wine. You were
2: there for two weeks,
1: right? Two weeks yep yeah. and um i i patty and i said after um probably about 10 days because of the fast pace and trying to see everything we were getting pretty tired um and then unfortunately i got sick the last three days so um i i mean i'm not sick but i caught a cold and so um i we we both laid back one day just to sleep in you get it you get out in the morning like at seven you're on the bus you're going all over the place and then at night um you're out till nine o'clock you know having dinner and so it's um it's a full day so when you're not feeling well you know it's like i said all right I'll, we'll bag another church um viewing and then sleep in so um yeah how many people
2: were on the tour
1: about 30 30 people from all over the place we have like i said we have people from uh, singapore and were they younger than you um, there were, uh, most po- folks were my age. There were a few folks that were in their mid eighties. And, uh, unfortunately the one gentleman who was in his mid eighties, he fell a couple of times. Thankfully he didn't break his leg or anything, but I think he got dehydrated. Um, but most folks were um, around our age, you know, late sixties, early seventies. Uh, I don't know how anybody could do that trip, um, in their eighties. It's just, it's, it's a lot to do and. And, and I, like I said, I'm, I'm going to be 70 and I, I was getting tired. So, um, but you know, yeah, I, I guess the, the whole trip. thing is you want to see, you know, you want to see everything you can because you don't know if you're ever going to be back.
2: And do you want to go back?
1: I don't think so. <laughs> Patty, I think Patty says, yeah, I love you. I know you're Italian. She says, but, uh, I don't know if I want to go back, you know? And for me personally, I've seen the entire country now when we, you know, the the, the Paul Six trip took me to Northern Italy and now I've seen Southern Italy. So I think one of the places we'd like to go next is maybe Ireland. Um, But I gotta, I gotta tell you. um, Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. I mean, we know folks that have been there and said it's fabulous. Um, I gotta tell you one of the incidents that happened to us at a a beautiful hotel in Bari, which was on the coast on the Adriatic. And, um, We, You know, you walk in after a long day and you're checking in and uh, the tour guy tells you your room number. So I go up uh, and I'm looking for my 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 room number is 228 and I'm at the, looking at the counter and I, I don't see it. And um, and it's the only one that's left up there is 222. So I said, I need 228. So she gets me a key, go up and and this is the view that we get. And I think that obviously this was posted up. This is the view of our our room of our window. Outside our window, huge patio, beautiful sight. And we're lying on the water, and um, we're loving it. So we go out, go out for uh, for dinner, and uh, and after dinner we go out for drinks. So we get back to our room about ten o'clock, and walk in the room, and our luggage isn't there. I'm like, where the hell's our luggage? Don't tell me they lost our luggage. So I go downstairs, and the lady, the guy says, uh, oh, well, it's it's in the storage area. We'll bring it right up. So I go back upstairs. And in these rooms, again, this is another issue in Europe. Electricity is is so expensive. So when you put the card to get in your room, you have to take the same card and put it in a slot to turn the electricity on. So do that. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. the buzzer goes on. And it's like really loud. It's like almost like a fire alarm. I'm like, what the hell? So I call downstairs. They send an engineer up. And... He said, you blew a fuse. And I said, how did I blow a fuse? I said, I've got one of those adapters. I haven't done anything. He said, well, you blew a fuse. So instead of, so instead of trying to fix it and put the new fuse in, he said, we'll get you a new room. I'm like, I don't want to get a new room. I love this room with a view. And I said, finally, he said, I can't change the fuse. So I called downstairs and I said, I know you guys are trying to bring my, uh, my baggages up. I said, I'm in um, 228. We're moving to 222. And he said, oh, yeah, no problem. We go into 222. And guess what I see? My bags. My bags are in two two two. They gave us the wrong the wrong number to begin with. I never should have been in two two eight, with the beautiful view. Probably some mafia guy was, was expecting to get that room, and uh, and 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 no apology. This goes back to the rudeness kind of thing, you know. It's like uh, you know, c'est la vie. So that kind of left me uh, feeling uh, didn't feel the love. Yeah, several things like that, you know. It's just. The other thing in the morning, breakfast. Same breakfast every hotel we went to. Salami. They serve salami and cold cuts in, in in Europe. It's a European thing. Uh eggs that um uh, very watery. It's so good for you too. Oh yeah. I know. I know. My salt I must my <laughs> sodium content must the uh, body content must have gone up like three three times. Um Salami. Geez. Salami, ham, uh cheese. And then of course the best part was Pastries. I think I mean, it's a great idea, by the way. But, uh... Yeah, I, I, to me, I, I'm not a cold cuts guy in the morning. I'm more like, a, you know, I have eggs no, and bacon. Either. But the bacon, the other thing with the bacon, practically raw. They hardly cook it really weird. And uh, obviously, we don't like it like that. So we didn't have didn't have any bacon, but a little quirky things like that. And so I think these things are cultural and it's the way it goes. Um, you know, I hear is
2: big over there. Novartis. Novartis. The cholesterol company. <laughs>
1: they have yes. signs posted. We yes. love Italians. Yes, we love Italians. Yep. And get the, uh, um, get the cholesterol Jeez. down. I'll tell you about, uh, cause we're coming up on about 40 minutes, but I, I will tell you about our departure. And I wrote this down, come, you know, getting out of Palermo, unless you've got something else you want to, you want mm-hmm. to talk about? I, I wrote all this stuff down because you, you flew out of Palermo back to the United States. Yep, flew out of per- Palermo, uh, so it was Palermo to Heathrow and then Heathrow to uh, Charlotte. Okay, so get to the airport about two and a half hours before a flight. And we think God, we've got plenty of time, right? And um but we were about to participate in the biggest cluster that I've ever witnessed at an airport. So we get to our gate and no one from British Airways is is checking anybody in. Apparently, I've seen this occasionally in the United States. Apparently, you have to have uh, it's two. They don't open the gate till two hours before flight time. Okay, so we stood there for about forty five minutes. And of course, you know, waiting for somebody in Italy to do anything. There's it's so slow. Uh, So we stood in line for for over an hour to get our tickets. But when we get our tickets, we don't know what gate we're going to. So we're trying to figure out where the security checkpoint is and discover that it's two levels up. And so we get in line at security and there are at least, and I swear to God, I'm not exaggerating. There's at least 500 people in a TSA line um, trying to get through security. And so imagine that you're, at a think of a T and think of all these people at the top of the T funneling into the bottom of the T. And once you get funneled in, it's total chaos. You know how TSA has got those little snake lines? Well, they didn't have that yeah. initially, so everybody's rushing to get into the snake line. There was one guy um, cutting through the line with his family every single you know turn in the snake line, and people are yelling at him. These are Italians that were yelling at him. Apparently, he was concerned about you know getting his flight, and he didn't give a shit. So finally, he goes up to the security guy. Says, "Can I go? Because my flight's." And the guy goes, "No, everybody else is waiting. You have to wait too." You know, I don't care. So um, we finally, um, you get all these people cutting through the line. They're trying to Italians are cursing at it. Took us at least twenty minutes to actually. It took us about forty-five minutes to get through that TSA quote CSA line. Um, we finally get to the line, load our bags. Our bag goes through. Then they want to check Patty's carry-on. And they take everything out of her carry-on. And apparently, um, they didn't like the fact that she had too many lotions or something like that. And that's a big thing that they check in Palermo whatever. Um, and so, we wasted about 20 minutes with this guy trying to put everything back in the bag and get that all squared away. And now, we're making a mad dash. We literally have 10 minutes before the thing, um, our plane takes off at, with the two-hour lead that I talked about earlier. Make the mad dash. I'm walking as fast as I can. I had my belt off. My pants are falling down. I'm trying to pull my pants off. I didn't, I tried to get my belt on. And we finally get around, around I'm doing like an OJ thing. And I get around the corner and I'm waving at the lady behind the counter. Hold, hold, hold. Because they're saying last call. We get to the counter. Patty's one, my brother-in-law and my sister are behind us. And all of that rushing to go through and wind up getting on a bus that takes us to the plane. The plane wasn't even there. And they held the plane up. That was about the closest I've ever come to missing my flight in all the years that I've been flying. It was just total chaos. Wow. Um, yeah, I've never seen anything like it. We were so out of breath. I know we we're running
2: got... uh, short of time here, but what you, you? How did you feel when you found out? I mean, I guess air mile air miles wise, you were like a thousand miles from Israel. Yeah. Did that have any effect on you, or on your yeah. out?
1: Yeah, well, you know, when you're, I think I sent you a text saying, is nothing like being uh, uh, on travel in Europe when World War Three breaks out? Um, yeah, it was a little nerve wracking because you're right, we were about a thousand yeah. miles north of there. The thing that crossed my mind more than anything else is I was worried about our trip back to Heathrow because Heathrow's had a lot of problems during, you know, various terror things going on. They've, they've had issues there. I mean, I know, not to say they don't do a good job, but they seem to be a focal point. There's a lot of Muslims that live in England. Uh, So uh, I was concerned about, Mm. you know, something happening there or shutting down and delaying us. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it wasn't fun watching all this while we were were there. Every night we turned the TV on. And, of course, there's only two stations, CNN and BBC. Those are the only ones that talk English. Everything else is in Italian. So um, it was... You know it was, it was horrible and that's a whole different subject but i was a little nervous i'm a little nervous you know you don't know what to expect unfortunately yeah. um but like i said but overall it sounds like it was a great trip it was it really it except, really was.
2: It was a great trip except for the people the airlines
1: <laughs> and the damn italians you know I mean,
2: <laughs> and the damn Italian people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, well. it, it, I mean, it's just, you know, it's one of those things. What do you, I think you've, you've gone, you've traveled internationally. I think what happens is uh, we are so spoiled in this country. We have so much. And when you go abroad and you see the way they live, yeah. it's a totally different lifestyle. Uh, one other thing I got to mention <clears throat> in the hotels, the showers are no bigger than a telephone booth. So you get in there, and i mean i'm i'm five ten my brother-in-law is six five his head and they have one of those you know the, the showers with the rain you know the rainfall kind of thing you feel like you're drowning in there because you can't you can't move around get out from under the water hitting you so um everywhere we went they were like that they were just so small everything is compact and uh, like i said electricity is is a precious thing ice cubes ice cubes are a rare commodity in europe you have to beg for ice cubes. They hand out Coke and it's warm, lukewarm. Sucks. <laughs> so that's what I mean. When you get home, we, I say we, God we, bless America. We are lucky here. We are. We are, despite all of our problems. I tell this story all the time. My grandfather, he, um, he came from uh, Calabria, came to America. And I remember as a kid he'd sit outside on a stoop in Brooklyn and all his friends would come by and he, and he, after they would all leave, he turned to me, and said, you know, Salvador, God bless America. You don't know how good you have it. And I always thought that was kind of weird. It's like, you know, if, yeah, I've got it good. This is great. But I had no idea what he was talking about. It's a totally different world outside of, outside of the United States of America. It really is. So. And you know what? It probably hasn't
2: changed a whole heck of a lot. It has hundred years when you think about it. Maybe no. uh, they got electricity
1: and, running water, but right. hmm. Yeah. Not much more than that. So anyway, uh, that is the, that's a quick summary of uh, what we went through the the highs, the lows, the the fun. Um, but I, I look, I'll tell you, if you ever get a chance and you've never been go for it, just, but expect it to be a little quirky because it's a, it's a different world than than what we have here. So our, our next show. Yes. What are we doing? We have a tour? Miss America. We have Miss America. We have Miss America. <laughs> oh, Gabrielle. <laughs> yep. Yes, that's right. Uh, we will do the next show on. Uh, we'll record it on the 4th of November with uh, Gabrielle McCluskey. And I think everybody sixth. knows. Oh, the 6th i I'm sorry. I think it's the 6th. check. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's the sixth. Yep. Sorry about that. I'm still adjusting I got got jet that lag. around that. Yeah, um... I hear you. <laughs> And then the other thing is, we um, so we
2: will record the show on November the sixth. But Sal and I, we will start setting up the show November first.
1: <laughs> today because was
2: nothing friggin' work will work.
1: Today we had gremlins. Uh, just trying to get this thing started today it was like it was our first show we ever did. It was just crazy. So um, anyway, um, Jesus, I know it's it. All right, whatever. So I'm going to end the show with uh, you started it off with Dino. And uh, I'm going to end it with one of my favorite songs from Dino. Again, another childhood memory with my parents and grandparents. They love Dean Martin. Loved this song on an evening in Roma. And, um, we will catch you all next time. Thanks for listening. Remember it's at, uh, Sal and Rich show on YouTube, uh, also on Spotify. And, um, um, I think that's it, right? Those two are the major ones. And, um, Please listen.
2: It's available on Google. Yeah,
1: Google. Thank you. <clears throat>
2: Google and it's on, uh, your favorite podcast. Yeah, wherever
1: Whatever you get your
2: podcast, Apple, right. it's available on that. Yeah, wherever you get yours, mm-hmm. you'll be
1: able to find us. That's the way they. That's wherever the way they you say.
2: It. Want to listen to your favorite podcast, <laughs> and if you want, just go to Sal's house and he'll play it for you
1: <laughs> <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks. Yes. Take care, my friend. Ciao. All right. See you later. All righty. Ah uh, there we go. Bella celle luna brille
0: stretti strette, gone buttovelle fastidia Sotel celle di Roma Down each avenue via street or strada you can see him disappearing two by two on an evening in Roma do they take them for espresso yeah I guess so on each lover's arm a girl I wish I knew on an evening in Roma though there's grinning and mandolining inside Italy the beginning is just begun when the sun goes down. So please meet me in the plaza near your casa. I am only one, and that is one for few. On an evening in Rome, don't know what the country's coming to, but in Rome, do as the Romans do. Will you? on an evening in Roma.